This week we finish off our Larceny Barrel Proof series by doing the last three sea batches, which includes another Fred Minnick Top 5 from 2023. Find out what we thought on this episode of The Bourbon Hunters. But before we get started, do you want to support our podcast? Do you like bourbon gear? Visit our website at www.bourbonhunters.com to buy some of our custom bourbon gear and help support the podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Hunters. I am Dude Poor. I'm joined by Tyler Schaefer and so I am getting double teamed here by Michiganders. I don't know what the hell's happening tonight. Brett is couching it up tonight. I guess he's hung over from yesterday, so he uh, he re- refused to attend this evening. Um, so completing our series on larceny, we did uh, Barrel Proofs A series for the last three years two weeks ago. We did Barrel Proof B series for the last four years uh, last week. And this week we've got the last three C series of larceny. So we're going to have uh, C921, C922, and C923. The 24 has not come out yet, so we do not have that one. Um, the 21, which will be the one we do first, just got opened. So we're letting that kind of air out a little bit. Uh, did you want to pass that around, give some to Tyler, and give some to me? It's right there. That was more of oh. a... That was more of a an acknowledgement to Tyler to lean well, forward. Grab well, then it. why did you say, do you want to pass that around and give some to Tyler and give some to me? Because I was trying to be nice of you just sitting there when it was within <clears> reach. <throat> you're used to not sitting in the chair that you're in can, and everyone can doing... Can I have some backup here? Just, he didn't make any <laughs> fucking sense. I would have had no problem, but you fucking said it as if you were saying it to it him. It was more of a, of no, a shot across the bow. A fucking... Because that's been sitting over there yeah, for, for at least 10 minutes, waiting to be poured by anyone other than JD, because he's already got his pour. Mine's been breathing. Yeah. Tell him to shut up. <laughs> hey, he went all the way to Polly G's. Yeah. Yeah. So we started the evening. <coughs> little Polly G's uh, pie from uh, <coughs> downtown Columbus. Went and picked that up today. Um, I think I got back at a time where it was still pretty warm. It wasn't horrible. But uh, that was, was good. Was better than Jets? I don't like Jets, so yeah. Oh. It was much better than Jets. All right. Disregard him. But I enjoyed that tonight. Jets I, barbecue pizza is pretty spot on. It, it's fucking unreal. Well, I've never had their barbecue pizza, but oh. their standard pizza just isn't that good. Sweet the baby rays. Yeah, that's all. That's their standard pizza. Chicken. Do they even have them? Onion. They, they, they have hand See, tossed. I, I'd be all about that. They yeah. do have a hand toss? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yep. Hand toss is good, too. And their ranch is spectacular. They sell it by the squirt bottle. Oh, my God. And it's got the little fucking... I don't know that I've seen Tyler smile like that. It's got the fine point nipple, too, so you can just like drizzle it right on top. Perfect. Try to make yourself look like a fancy chef. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So uh, (laughs) I don't think I've seen Tyler smile that big in a long time, and it was over fucking ranch sauce. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's a buttermilk ranch. It's, it's delicious. I don't care what kind of ranch it is. It was just funny seeing that huge smile on his face talking about ranch. That's <laughs> like, you're talking about salad dressing, man. When the ranch meets the pizza. It's a pizza. And you know what? I'm not even a ranch guy on pizza. Like, I don't... I mean, I've done it before, and it's okay. It, it adds a different flavor, but... 
I don't feel like ranch is as complimentary as it is masking. And I, I, I'm not saying that I'm the majority or that I'm correct on this one. I just don't think that it's – I think it's a strong flavor. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's as um, – It's heavy on the stomach too. Yeah, and I just, I just feel like it's a uh, – I feel like it's a masking flavor, not a complimentary flavor. That's just my feeling. So, um, I, I don't – I don't really disagree there, um, but a lot of with jets. Lot, to be fair, though, a lot of condiments are that way. Yeah, ketchup yeah. is definitely that way. One hundred percent. Jets pizza is so thick and dense that, to me, it's not really a masking, but it complements just because there's so much. There's there. so much there to. Yeah. to <clears throat> so th- it would take a lot of ranch them. to to mask the flavor. <clears throat> I mean, you got an inch, inch worth of cheese on it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Which is funny because you would think I would like deep dish type pizza like that because I like cheese. Like I like extra cheese on stuff. I, I don't know. Did and we start? Did we actually start? We're recording. Oh, very nice. But we haven't talked about this bourbon yet. We've got A121. You didn't do an intro though. Or sorry. We have C9. <clears throat> yeah, we did. And you introduced yourself. He did. And I said, I'm surrounded by Michiganders. Oh, dude. My God. I'm, I'm not high, so I don't know what's going on. I don't either. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe it's because <laughs> yeah, you're not yeah. high. Uh, sorry, C921 is we what we We did go to High pizza. Street tonight. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> to get pizza. To get pizza. All right. Ooh. I like the nose on the this. The nose is nice. The nose is like a, a little bit of a, it's almost like a Champagne. cherry, like a cherry uh, creamsicle so, or something. To me, it's almost like a Four roses type of nose. Yeah, I could see that. But do you get like a cherry creamsicle type of nose at all? I anyway? get creamy. Saw your ninja creamy upstairs. Yeah, oh, well, that's Trina's. That was her. That was part of her Valentine's gift. I got her too, right? Well, it, it, and that's <laughs> why, and she knew that. Um, but I also got her some jewelry. But I got her that ninja creamy. She's really into macros. She's really into <clears throat> yeah. So she's going to, and she loves sweets and ice cream yeah, and stuff. So same. I, she's going to. I I almost brought. Really I have one left uh, vanilla one. I almost brought it, but <clears throat> have you have you guys done it yet? No, it's still. I just unboxed it this week. I was going to maybe do try to do some tomorrow. Yeah. Um, buy the ingredients tomorrow. Do it after volleyball or something tomorrow. So she has something it, when you get home. Yeah, she. I don't think she gets home till Monday though. Okay. She hasn't decided yet. She may come but home. You'll tomorrow. want to freeze them overnight. Right. That's why I was thinking about doing it tomorrow night and then letting it freeze overnight. Yeah. So that nice. was my thought. But then I leave on Monday for Baltimore, so it's not like mm-hmm. I could really enjoy it anyway. But she might be able to. So the idea was to have it waiting for her. Baltimore. Yeah. Does she know she has it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She opened it. Very nice. Unlike me, her gifts were actually ready to be opened on Valentine's Day. I get pictures. I don't think I got anything. Because she waits. And then she decides to order something last minute, and then it ends up being a picture printed off the internet of what she bought me. (laughs) And then, like, for example, my Valentine's gift just came on Friday. Nice. So, But I knew what it was because I had the picture. So. She got me a uh, polo, and I don't know what the brand is. It's it's a dog basically, um, and it's a but the polo is a print of uh, it's called the bartender, and it has a whole bunch of different mixed drinks on it. Nice, and they're small enough that I could potentially wear it on like a video call, and people wouldn't know what I'm wearing. But if I was in person, they'd be able to see for sure. Mm. You know, uh, she wanted to get me one called the old fashioned. And it was just a whole bunch of old fashions, but that's been sold out for a while. So she got me the bartender, which was actually, it's still a pretty cool looking uh, polo. So, all right, let's, what do we think on the, uh, 
palate. It's got a nice little heat to it, but it is a fresh crack. Sweet. There's definitely some sweetness, yeah. Almost a confectioner type of sweetness. I get like tea, black tea. Yeah, I can see that. Still there. Yeah, it's it's definitely can't like you said, I don't know if it's a fresh pour or not, if that's why, but it definitely has a little bit of heat to it. Um but I mean this is um 122.6 proof, so 61.38, um, or sorry, 61.3, 61.3, that's, that's a percentage sign, not an eight. I get caramel. Yeah, I'm going to have to take a couple drinks of this, I think, and let it kind of uh, oxidize a little, if I can. It's good. Might be worth a drop of water. It's, it definitely has some back of the tongue heat to it. Oh, that second second drink was much better. Um, I, I do enjoy adding a little bit of like a drop of water once in a while. But for stuff like this, that's a limited time offering. That's like, I almost don't want to do that just because, look, that's not how it was made. I want to taste This is how it. they offered it. Right. And th so they thought this was Ooh. where it should be. Sure. I get this baking spice. Yeah. I get the baking spice. I almost get like a confectionery sweetness at the very beginning. Yeah. And then it kind of spices up as it goes back, which is so interesting to me because it's a weeder, which is supposed to be like a softer type of uh, flavor, you know, or yeah. softer palate. But I, I feel like these higher proofed weeders, and do we know any age on Larceny barrel proofs? I mean, you know, like the generally the Elijah Craig barrel proofs hover around the 12-year mark, sometimes less lately, and some, but usually around that 12-year mark. Do we know anything about the Larceny Barrel Proofs? I know wheat takes a little bit longer to mature usually. Yeah, they usually like to mature a little bit longer. I don't know. They're not very transparent with the Larceny. They, they aren't. I mean, they actually generally put 12 years for the longest time on the side of the Elijah Craig Barrel Bottle. Yeah, even their proofs. 94 proof stand, you know, standard yeah. they had on there. Do those still say that? I haven't seen it on the label. I know they stopped doing it on the Elijah Craig Barrel Proofs um, because like last year, I think one of them, or maybe it was two years ago, one of them was like a... Nine year or eleven year or something like that. Yeah, it was eleven year, seven months, and then they had thirteen years. Right, and then I think everyone thought the world was ending because they had done one less than twelve years, and they thought that was going to be the new standard. Yeah, and then now it's what ten years. Yeah, I think it just depends on the something. batch, man. I you, you kind of hamstring yourself, like if if you don't have a good release ready in that twelve year range, and but you have something that's really nice at ten. Which these yeah. these signature or these uh, private select barrel proofs that people are coming up with have proven happen with yeah. Elijah Craig. So, I mean... I have a nine-year that's delicious. That's what I mean. Like Now, granted, it's a single barrel and not batched, but yeah. at the same time, they're finding some really good single barrels of nine years old of Elijah Craig that are, you know, foolproof. I just think people are afraid of change. You know, they, they, yeah, they've they been are. used to the 12-year age statement. I think they're also um, used or afraid of the industry, what they're doing right now. Like, Blanton's is not being aged as long as it used to because they can't meet the demand. I don't think they're storing the barrels in Warehouse H as long either. I think they're moving them in there. Well, I'm sure they have to be in there for some amount for of time. For a period of time, they have to be in there. Yeah, so be I mean, Warehouse H. I, and I don't know that they technically have to be in there, except for the fact that it says Warehouse H on the bottle. Right. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how long they sit in that warehouse, but that warehouse is not very big. It's not no. big. For as much I mean, as they pump out. We wait right by it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that... Probably for six months at the end. I mean, maybe. Six months to a year, maybe. There probably has to be a certain. I have to imagine 
Is there is there a standard for that? I don't know if there's a to, standard. To, to, maybe it's just the last warehouse it ends up in. Maybe that's all it takes. It could be there for two days. Maybe who well, knows? It's like put it on the label. Kentucky straight whiskey. You know, no, it has to, to be say, aged in Kentucky for a year. For a year to say that, but I don't know that a Rick House has has those laws. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. I don't know that. But when you're, whenever you're putting it on the label, I'm I'm curious if that that changes that. I don't know. I don't think so because small batch means nothing. Yeah. Small batch for some is five barrels. Small batch for others is, uh, you know, 100 barrels or 500 barrels. It's not small at that point. But Mm -hmm. to them it is. To them. To the amount of bourbon they're producing, it's small. What'd they say at uh, Jim Beam? It could be two barrels or it could be a thousand barrels. I mean, there's no, there's no upper limit. Mm -hmm. It could be a 10,000 barrels. But even at a thousand barrels, I'm curious on on how much that truly gets. I mean, you're not mixing a thousand barrels, so you might have like a a, a bat of. You could be. Of you know. You very well. Where are they dumping them? <laughs> 20, 20 barrels. Well, they and have as those it goes big, through, huge metal vats where they do a lot of the mixing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It so it's probably more like twenty. And then it gets flushed oh, there's, out, there's, and then it's like there's definitely batches bigger than twenty barrels. Sure. There's some that are hundred. There's some that are and like for but example, it's truly whatever fits in that that um, bat. Potentially, but they could have they could have daisy chain vats together, and then have them mixing between the two, mm. just like my buddy who has a reef farm who has all his vats mixed together. It's all sharing the same ecosystem. Mm, maybe. There's no could reason be. why you couldn't have 10 daisy chain vats. Possibly. There's it could no, be Sol- no Solara always adding into it. Yeah. Well, that would be I I would see that potentially happening with like something like Jack Daniels or something like that. That's a shelfer that they're trying to just keep a certain I know Blade and Bow does that. Mm-hmm. That's how Blade and Bow does it. I don't know that anyone else does that in the in the bourbon industry as famously as Blade and Bow does. <laughs> um but yeah, anyway, we've definitely segued a little bit. Um, segwayed about bourbon though. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a yeah, good, yeah, good segue. Paul Blart. Segway. Not mm. that kind of segue. <laughs> this is the S E G U E type of segue. There's a chemical for uh disease control called Segway too. Is there? For uh Pithy. grass. Yeah. Speaking of that, I threw out my tenacity and um, surfactant and uh, the blue iodine. You threw it away. Yeah, you, like dumped it down a drain, or you just put it no, in the kitchen no. sink. <laughs> kitchen sink. <laughs> Gotta be careful when disposing some of that stuff. Yeah, I disposed of it. He properly. just makes it with okay. He, he just makes it with bleach. It's fine. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, I disposed of it. Tenacity is expensive, man. It was expired. If it has an expiration date, it's. Yeah, but um, I was gonna say a lot of a lot of things that have expiration dates it's only probably, happen because they legally it's have probably, to. It's probably five years old. It's like most medicines. Five years older than the expiration date. Uh, since I bought it, I don't know. I forget the expiration. If, if it's, it's stored probably, in the right fine. climate or container, it should be fine. So, yeah. but you're gonna lose some efficacy over time. Yeah, that's the correct word right there. Efficacy. That was yeah. good. That was good. Look at the big brain on JD. <laughs> so when you go to school for it. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Um, so overall, what would you guys think of this? I, I, you don't have to give like a rating, but I like this one. I like it a lot. Yeah. 
Uh, the first one, again. the first one, I like you said, I thought was hot. The first taste, mm-hmm. that kind of mellowed out after a couple drinks to yep. me. So I don't know. Like we did have that William Heaven Hill before this, and so I would have thought the visceral reaction was gone. But the, this definitely had a maybe because that was only a hundred proof, and What's, this is one twenty two. Which one do you want to do next, Tyler? The did you drink the 22. Heaven Hill? Because I left it on the table for you. I did not. I didn't know that you it's left still it for upstairs, me. huh? It is. I mean. The night's young. That was a William Heaven Hill 13 year. Yeah. Bottled in Bond. Um, Orange wrapper or label. <clears throat> so I did some traveling this week. Yeah. I don't know how much I can divulge on the interwebs. So would you go to like Tijuana and get it? <clears throat> no, I went, to, I went to Chicago for two days and then I went to uh you have to, to help you get a balloon out um, of your uh, butthole? No. No, trust me. If if I needed help, I would have already gotten it. Did you open the right bottle? Uh, this is C nine twenty two. Okay. Um, um, that's still got perfect. So anyway, um, in a place that I probably had no again we had no business being in. Uh, we we went out to dinner with this company after the fact and it, it just kind of turns out and it was it was funny my boss was sitting between me and the and the the older guy um and he had already had he had already you know we went to jay alexander's for dinner which was by the way it's been a while since i've had it and i think it's it, under, underwhelming generally it, it was a very uh, yes i was like huh and, and mind you i i didn't but get you've like had, a, but you've a, had a, some really good yeah steak places recently yeah. and i think i make a good steak as well but oh, i yeah there's I, that too um it, it was good but i was just kind of like eh, like this would maybe be down the line of places i would go for different steakhouses um but anyway <clears throat> he had ordered bourbon and i kind of commented on that and someone else is like oh he's a a Big time bourbon person. Talking about like, you? No, to uh, no one else knew I was a big bourbon. Oh, person. Okay, even my boss, like they don't. So know they that. were talking about someone else. Yeah, oh. they were talking about um, the one guy and that had ordered bourbon and 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 he was kind of you know talking about it. And I guess he's an ambassador for one of the the smaller Louisville distilleries. I forget it. For, for, I thought it might have been like Pursuit United, but it wasn't. It was actually I think someone else. Like Nulu? Or? No, it wasn't Nulu. I had heard of them, but I just... It just Buzzards Roost? Nope, nope. We had Pursuit uh, United. Go- lined up. Lined up. Nice. Probably in March, right? Mm-hmm. Is that End of March. Um, so anyway, we got to talking, and, and that was good. And it was funny, because he was just like, yeah, yeah. Like He's like, I, I send samples with all my buddies. Like I'll get your address, and I'll, I'll send you some samples. But it's actually, it comes out that it's the owner's brother. He's so he's the executive. He's an executive vice president, but it was the owner's brother. So I was like, not a not a bad person to trade some bourbon with. Yeah, no, that's that'll be cool. Yeah. Do, does anyone in your company know that you have a podcast? No. And you're not going to let them know. No. Because <laughs> you don't want them listening, or yes. why? Okay. Yes. You'd have to take on the approach of studying yeah. then. Um, potentially, but I also have work Tyler and I have Play podcast. Tyler. I have the rest of my life, Tyler. And the rest of your life, Tyler. Yeah. So I'm trying to get four tickets to Thursday of the memorial. 
Yeah, you told me about that. I am very game for that. So, dude, Brett. I Brett, Brett wants Brett to won't, go. Brett won't want to go. He, yeah, he said he wanted to go. Oh, he did? Yeah. It's just drinking. Well, but he just doesn't generally like golf. Yeah, but it's... So it's I just, just better than golf. Golfing, no, it is. golfing. It's, you're not actually yes. playing. Yeah. I understand. I've been to the memorial plenty of times. I'm trying to convince my buddy to come down. I'm, well, I'm trying to convince a number of buddies to come down because I'll be in the new house, and I'm like, we'll go play. Go play around. I've got go to the pool. question for you, and I hate doing this. If it comes up at any point, anyway. My boss is a huge golfer. My boss boss, my owner. He golfs at Medallion. He's always wearing his Medallion stuff. He's a, he's a member there. Mm-hmm. I know Medallion. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been there before. But if it ever came up at some point, would it? how hard would it be to bring him over to Tartan and let him play I, around? I can get him a tee time whenever. I, I just, have to be there, though. I don't know that you would be invited, but I was thinking me. No, 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 that's part of the, that's part of the thing. Is that part of the I thing? can okay. I can get you a tea time. That's not a problem. Yeah. I just if it ever comes up, I might want to have that in my bag. We with, can with we can get the, dude. You fumbled this my, project. My wood. But do you want to play Tartan? <laughs> <laughs> How does Tartan compare to Medallion? Do you think? I want to say that we're a little tougher as a course. We're a little more strategic. Um, you need to be in the right what about position. Course maintenance. Course maintenance. I like to say we're cleaner too. I mean, I know. I mean, you're partial. Oh, this is good. I know. You're partial. <laughs> two of their assistants over there, and one of them used to work with me. And I mean. And you fired him. Pretty much. <laughs> we oh, pushed was, him I out the joking. door. I was joking. He went over the medallion, which I think will be a way better learning experience for him. He kind of came in saying that I can do anything, and it was I need to be, I need to get used to this again, kind of attitude. So, but I think that was a good move for him. And uh, medallion is a good course. We're a good course. We're not Mirrorfield Village, but we are. Have you played there? Uh, yes, that was a long time ago before renovations, though. Yeah. Played their uh, U.S. Open qualifier. So, real quick, uh, we j- I jumped ahead, I should say. We're on C922 now. This one is 126.6, so we're up four proof points. So, um, basically 2% uh, alcohol by volume. Uh, so, this is the 19, or 19, the, the 2022 um, release for the C of Larceny. And, uh... I nosed it and I already tasted it. I got ahead while you guys were talking. And I'll tell you, I thought I thought this one was a little more mellow, but it had but it had a good flavor profile to it, if that makes sense. It's a little more vanilla. That that I could see. But it wasn't like as spicy. You know no. what I mean? And that and again that last one we just had I didn't think was as spicy by the time we finished. No. So maybe that was just that uh, first drink. Texture in the mouth. Yeah, I thought I had a pretty good mouth experience. I thought it was... Um, Why do you say experience instead of feel? Is that the new fucking... No, that, that's us trying term. to be That's <clears throat> us trying to be funny. Along okay. with Hyman Poor, we did mouth oh, okay. experience. Mouth. Well, I, I like that. I like it if it's truly like a comedic play on it. It is. It, okay, the, okay. I think we are the only people that have been saying mouth experience. Okay, that's good. I, don't, I have not heard anyone that's else good. use the phrase. Um, Jason was here that day when we started saying it. That and Hyman Poor, we started that all the same day. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's better than mouthgasm. Yeah. I have not heard that yet either. 
Just thought of it. Okay. Yeah, so I think mouth experience was the correct <laughs> the correct thing we settled on. Um, no, it's we kind of say it, I don't want to say ironically, because we're not saying something other people say. We're saying it kind of as a joke to mouthfeel and, mm. you know, whatever else. Just kind of, there was that, remember the, remember the, over, I think it was over the summer, it's been a while, where they started talking about, I think it might have even been um, Bourbon Pursuit. Uh, they were at one of the festivals, maybe in September, and they were asking people what the most annoying phrases oh. were in bourbon, and one of them was like smooth, one of them was, you know, like uh, neck pour, all those types of things. Yep. So so we replaced neck pour with hymen pour. Uh, we rela- we replaced uh, mouthfeel mouth with mouth experience. So we're just, we were just trying to be funny. Was Tater okay. one of those too? Um, I don't think Tater was even mentioned, to be honest. I don't remember, though. Taterific. But, uh, yeah. All right. Um, I, I find that someone ordered two shirts and a Kinsey Dram. Mm. And it took me two weeks to get it out because I just started my new job. The day it came in, I think I was like in the middle of my first week. Yeah. And so I was like, shit. <laughs> and so I finally got to it and I sent it out Friday. So they should be. Send them a note. Um, well, I, I, they get a note when I fulfill the order. Oh, okay. Um, but if you are listening and you did order from us, and it was a couple weeks ago, it was before Valentine's Day, so I was hoping it wasn't a Valentine's Day gift for like your husband or whatever. If it was, I truly apologize and uh, let me know if that's the case. I could maybe give that person a shout out. Um, but it was Christina Oliver. So if you're listening, Christina Oliver, your uh, Kinsey Dram and your. Two shirts are on the way. We certainly hope that she didn't stop listening to us because of that. <laughs> well, I'm, when she re- receives them, maybe she'll continue. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> I just wanted to mention that. It took me a second. I, I'm generally a little quicker on the orders, but uh, the last couple of weeks I was just settling into my routine, and I've, I think I've got it figured out now. So You know, I was thinking yesterday at work, and I was like, you think there's a market for, like, the avid turf care homeowner to where you could do shirts, you know, that you advocate for turf maintenance residentially? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, like for golf course, I've, I thought of one where you have like a spray boom, which is our chemical sprayer, and there's a chemical called uh, chlorothalonil, and the saying is, paint it white, sleep at night, and it could have a boom with like white liquid coming out of it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, something like a line for the homeowner turf, turfy. I think there's, I saw there's a movie quite a on the internet that was paint at night, paint at white, sleep at night. Okay. Yeah, it was... I don't remember what site it was on, but it was a it was a free site. Free site, okay. So the shirts are free, or the uh, no the the movie was. Well, I don't even know that. Oh. It, it, I don't know that it was a movie. It was more of like a fifteen minute scene. <laughs> Debbie does Dallas. <laughs> no, no, no. It was it was paint it white, sleep at night is what it was called. <laughs> um. Anyway, there was a lot of spraying in that one, too. It was weird. Nine months later, and then life's over. <laughs> um, all right. So what what do we think of this one compared to the last one? I think there's a little bit more flavor going on. I think right. so, too, even it, though it's yeah. I, 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 a little more depth. It's, it's mellow in proof. It's a little like, more, there's a little more depth But it's not. It's actually two proof, or four proof points, two percentage higher. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't taste as alcohol-forward. 
or ethanol forward or whatever you want to call it. Um, it does have a, a sweetness to it. The vanilla I get. It, this one, to me, reminds me of more of a weeder than the first one. Yes, if absolutely. That makes sense. Um, so I think that might be why I like it a little bit better, because I'm expecting it to taste like a weeder since we're you know, actually drinking a weeder. <laughs> it's pretty delicious. You no, know, this one's good. I like this one, actually. Um, this is C922. I think I remember liking this one back in 22. And there's not, I think I had two of these actually. And I think this is my second bottle. If I, if I recall now, the next one we're about to have, I definitely had two bottles of that. And I got this bottle. The second one of these, uh, was gotten, gotten. I got it in, uh, Santa Rosa beach in Florida. Okay. I still remember the B520. Yeah, that was good. That was a you good know what one. I thought about doing at the end of this episode was taking the previous two winners and putting them up against tonight's winner. Okay, but I don't think we have them because you took yours back home. Yeah, uh, well, it would have been. Or were they both mine anyway? B five twenty was yours. No. A oh was it A one twenty three? Yeah, that's Lorenzo's. I did take that one back. Okay, yeah, so we couldn't do it. I'm not that worried about it, but I just thought it'd be an interesting thing to see the king of the last three or four years. I feel like 520 would have came out on top. It was just that good. I mean, we can compare it to this when we're done if we want. It was good. I've got it here, right? I mean, the C923 was number two on Minix Top 100. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, that's that. I have. To, I had two bottles of that because I remember it being so highly touted when it came out. Um, the second bottle I got, I think I bought one online and the other one was down at the Santa Rosa. Nice. Um, at that... They had all these crazy prices on stuff, but their Elijah, barrel, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof and Larceny were just regular price, mm. which I don't really see those. Even when I buy those off of liquor There's stores no secondary, really. online, I don't really see them marked up much, which yeah. is good. I see them sold out a lot. No, sold out, or they'll bundle them with something else and then mark that something else up. Yeah. For example, like Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, a lot of times we'll go with Elijah Craig 18-year mm -hmm. and then a, a single barrel of the 94 proof and a regular 94 proof, and you'll have to buy it in the bundle to get the uh, barrel proof sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. Uh, Sip Whiskey does that a lot, actually. So you can get the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Elijah Craig. They still 18. have it on there. I looked yesterday. Yeah, yeah. They they bundle that together a lot. In fact, the first time we got it for Tyler for his birthday, that's how we bought it. We had to buy it in that bundle. It's nice. the only way we could find it. Yep. Right now, though, Sip, Sip Whiskey has the 18-year by itself. Mm -hmm. We couldn't get it that way, though. So we had to pay like $400 for you know, <sighs> him, his birthday present. Well, and just I, recently I in October, he found one at Giant Eagle or yeah, something. that's crazy. Yep. Is that for sale? <gasps> Is that for sale? <laughs> We uh, so yesterday I drove all the way to London because I saw that they had uh, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof um, A124. Mm -hmm. Got there, the person in front of me got the last one, and so I just decided I would stop by the Giant Eagle today, the one I normally go to, because they tend to have stuff later in the day because of the way they keep it behind the counter instead of on the counter. I used to go to that one too. Um, don't mention it. Nope. <laughs> because today I went there. They still had Toasted Barrel. They still had Elijah Craig uh, A124. They had uh, the RD1. They had, I mean, not that this is allocated, but they had boxes of Traveler. Mm -hmm. they, had, um, they had a whole bunch of stuff, actually, today. They had Bowman, a whole bunch of Bowman, um, which had been there since last weekend, just sitting on the counter. 
They had the port finish. They had the small batch. They had the single barrel, the different Bowman types. Um, and then they had a Jack Daniels Rye single barrel. They had the single barrel John J. Bowman? Yes. Wow. It wasn't John J. Bowman. No. It was Bowman Brothers single barrel. Oh, okay, okay. So not the John not J. The Bowman. Not the 100 proof. No, the John J. Bowman I pick up whenever I can. Yeah. That's the Blanton's comparative for most people. Higher proof. Yeah. But a lot of people compare that to Blanton's. Like, but it, and it's I feel like it's harder to get. So the whole reason for it, people saying it is it's because it's supposedly easier to get, but I don't ever find it. If only I had a horsey top. JD, why were you at work at uh, 4 a.m.? Because <laughs> we were getting snow. and uh, uh, plow. So I was running through my head last night. I'm looking at what time it's supposed to snow, and uh, I live, you know, 45 minutes away from work. And so I'm thinking oh, about God. it. That's a long commute. It's it's decent. But when I was in Alabama, I lived in Auburn and worked in Montgomery because nobody wants to live in Montgomery. Um, but I wanted to be kind of where everything was happening to. But well, why, So who's golfing in Montgomery if you don't want to live in Montgomery? Or is it just Oh, like, they've got nice golf courses. There's three of them, actually, three country You just clubs. can't afford to live there. No, it's, it's not either that you, you can, can or you, you, don't, you, you don't want to. You don't that. want to. Hmm. Just crime and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And Montgomery's not the safest of areas yeah, in Alabama. Yeah. Um, and so, anyways, I was, I, I got up at three thirty to drive to work, so I didn't have to drive in the snow going to work. Mm-hmm. But then I could just kind of close my eyes there and wait for it to snow and then plow. Mm-hmm. We had uh, an event this morning at the club, and I had to make sure there was parking available. Uh, so so you're plowing, slip. you're plowing the actual uh, parking lot. Yeah, we have two. And do you then do overflow. anything to the course when that happens? You just let it sit. Yeah, like they were doing a. It's called frozen shootout, and uh, they set up a, a mat on the back patio behind the clubhouse, and people will hit balls at the 18th green from the patio, and it's a competition that they do. Like closest and to the pin type stuff. Yeah. yeah, and so I put the pin in the toughest spot I could find on the upper tier, and uh, but with the snow. The, Ball's hitting snow and sticking, you know, it's not really moving or bouncing or going anywhere. Did they, what they think? Like, eh. I don't know. I got done and got out of there. Yes. I want to get home and make some egg McMuffins and stuff. Nice. Breakfast. I, I assumed that that's what you meant by egg McMuffins. <laughs> yeah. was breakfast. They're better than McDonald's, I promise you that. Oh, do you have a recipe for it? What do you use? I use uh, aged white cheddar. And then what do you use, like Thomas muffins? Or um, I use uh, sourdough English muffins. I use, but the trick is I put a little butter, and then I I fry my egg um, over medium, so it's got a little over bit of a runniness. The best. Yeah, and aged white cheddar, and then um, I take a little avocado and put it on the top with the everything bagel seasoning. Yeah, close it up and eat it. I can't wait to golf this year, man. <clears throat> I'm actually kind of excited to golf too this year. I haven't been excited to golf in a long time. Yeah, but we went, you usually golf mm-hmm. once a year, right? I used so I used to golf non freaking stop with your dad. Well, with my dad, and I was a member at Ohio State, and I would just go out every day. I I would schedule my classes in the spring and the summer, and I would take classes in the summer so mm-hmm. that I could just stay at Ohio State. Yeah, and in the fall, as long as I could, I would. But I would always schedule my classes for the first probably three years I was there so that I could have a three-hour window. 
in the day to go out and hit nine holes real quick. Play Scarlet and Gray. Yeah, just go back and – but I you wouldn't get – you know, I would generally play Scarlet when I could, but a lot of times if you were just walking on, you'd get Gray because yeah. it's, it's a little bit shorter. It's a little bit easier than Scarlet. Scarlet's the, the tougher of the two. Corn Ferry plays there. Um, but it's a Do good – it's a good, um, it's a good course, and it's it was you know always pretty well maintained, especially for a five hundred dollar membership at the time, ninety three through like ninety seven. It was like five hundred and twenty five dollars a year for your membership, uh-huh. and you could just walk out anytime. And if there were, you just get put into a group. And if you were a single, they just throw you in with like a group of two or three or something. Yeah. Or if it wasn't busy, you just jump out on your own. So nice. And I would walk it because. Good exercise. Well, not Good only exercise. that, but you just didn't have to pay anything when you got there. You just went, you and you walked, and yep. you just hopped on. So, hmm. two thousand and twenty-six yeah. U.S. Amateur is at Scioto Country Club over in Upper Arlington. Yeah, that's cool. Ooh, now, to go. That'd be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I so I would say that my golfing died down probably around two thousand ten, um, when I just started getting a little bit more into work. Yeah. And when I started, like, I just, I had kids, I was coaching their sports and it got to a point where I was like, listen, I don't have four hours in a day to just go out and, and I I love it, but I just didn't have four hours. So like I was doing all this stuff. So like every day I was coaching something, I was working out, I was working, I was doing all this stuff. So just four hours just never fit into my day. Yeah. Unless I would. I I always play nine because of that right and so like nine would be fine like if i just wanted to go down to like thorn apple or something like that and just play a quick nine and come back to me though i feel like i'd almost have to take a half day of work or 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 sneak away you know what i mean yeah yeah well the the unfortunate thing is even if you're playing just even if i go and play a quick nine like I, i i'm typically a faster like the normal you know player um but whenever I go there by myself, I almost always get paired up, and that's okay. Um, sometimes it's with someone better than me. Great. Uh, but more often than not, it's like people that fucking suck. Well, think about the course. And I suck. First off. So for me to say they suck. No, they but like, suck. but think about the course. I mean, you're going to a course that's – you're not going to Tart. You're not going you're to Medallion. You're drawing higher handicappers. Yeah, yeah you're sure. You're going to a course where people probably feel – more comfortable not being a very good golfer and yeah. going to, to golf. Like Thorn Apple, any of the Columbus Metro courses, like uh, what's the one, uh, Raymond Memorial, the airport, any of those, you're going to see lesser golfers usually. <laughs> Unless it's like, well, you know, the airport's always open. So sometimes in the winter you'll get some good golfers that just really have an itch to go out and golf. But like I feel like certain places you're going to attract a lower – I don't want to say class of golfer because they'm not talking about their personality or their whatever, but of performance-wise, a lower class of golfer. And I, but that's fine. They need to have a place where they can come and feel comfortable until they can start tackling those nicer places. You know, there's a lot of times I, there's a correlation between high handicap and etiquette too. So not everybody sure. understands you know the protocols and the proper etiquette. Well, and a lot of times along. that high handicap goes with <clears throat> lack of experience, which would yep. then go with lack of etiquette because they right. haven't learned it yet. Maybe, maybe no one taught them. Like I had a dad who took me out golfing, taught me etiquette from an early age. Like I was learning golf etiquette at eight years old. And so 
someone who maybe watched Rory McIlroy or Tiger Woods or whoever and decided, oh, that kind of looks fun. I want to go out and try that. They're not going to know any etiquette just walking out on a course unless someone you know, they went with is a good golfer and taught it to them or something like that or whatever. I mean, that's the thing is etiquette's kind of one of those taught things that you don't get a pamphlet for etiquette when you go, you know, pay your, uh, your, your, uh, for your tees and go to the first, they don't give you anything. They might tell you, Oh, Hey, 90 degrees on the, on the fairway with your cards or whatever, or no fairway, no cards on the fairway or something. They might tell you that, but that doesn't tell you, oh, don't step in front of someone while they're putting or talk while they're swinging sure. or, you know, any of that kind of stuff or take a half hour between shots or, you know, they don't tell you any of that stuff. What do you, what do you, what's your opinion, uh, J.D., on Zach Johnson getting all annoyed at the uh, waste management? I think the that crowd? the... <laughs> Performance by the fans at TPC Scottsdale was atrocious. What ha- I missed it. What happened? I saw some They're, stuff on ESPN, but I didn't see that. They had no alcohol cutoff. Um, they had, people had tickets and couldn't get in because they were just letting everybody in. They were filled to capacity. Well, I don't know what happened this year, but like people throwing shit on what sixteen on the par three, just littering that hole all the time, and I mean people just drunk, just walking around, falling down and sliding down it's, mud uh, hills. I mean it wasn't golf. Yeah, waste management open was is it like always, a happy Gilmore moment? Well, waste it, management beyond. open is is always a shit show, and it's. Great entertainment. It used to be fun because the rest of the course wasn't like that, but the stadium hole, which has stadium seating all the way around it. Yeah. And it's known for being loud, and the members or the golfers want them to be loud. and Kind of like the, the unicorn when we're playing music. Yeah, and yes. So there's, yeah. A, there's a spot to it versus the yes. the traditional sure. Olympic lifting where it's 100%. all quiet. But that's like the only hole that's like that. But this year, every hole was like that. People were yelling at the golfers in their backswing, and Zach Johnson got fed up, and he came over to the side where the ropes are and called people out. Yeah. And I don't blame him. Yeah. He's, I'm tired of hearing it. Shut up. Yeah. yeah I'm like, oh. I, I don't like Jack, Zach Johnson, but I do agree with that, though. Do you like Jack Johnson? Zach Johnson. Do you like Jack Johnson? He did the uh, monkey movie song. Curious, Curious George. George. Maybe. And Bubble Toe. No, that's Bubble Toe. I don't dislike person. him. Wait. Um, no. But yeah, like I think you're close. I think you're like right. I, there, was, there was a song. There was a song I used to sing with my son Jacob, my oldest son. I think it was Bubble Toes. I have to look it up. Keep talking. Go ahead, Zach Johnson. I, I um, derailed you. He was I standing agree, up like, for the guy he was playing with because yeah. they were yelling in his backswing. Yeah. I um, also it wasn't it, even his. He it wasn't was, his backswing. He was standing up for the guy. But it, that's but it's better for me. But it's like the only sport that you're like. Yeah, Bubble Toes. It's like the mm-hmm. only sport where you're like, the players are requesting their environment to be fucking dead quiet, and I'm I I get slightly annoyed by that. Yeah, so my th- my train of thinking on on a competition where it requires a lot of concentration, you either need it to be a steady noise, yep, like constant talking in the background but no one's shouting right when you're about mm. to do something of precision 
or it needs to be dead quiet. You can't be dead it's, quiet and then have someone yell right when you're doing something that requires precision. Yeah. Because if you're not ready for it, you're going to jump, and it's going to throw off your swing. It's going to throw off your muscle yeah. memory. That's tennis, fair. tennis is like that, too. Yeah. It's quiet. But but there's talking. Yeah. And it's, there's a constant like low volume, it's like just mutter. rumble or mutter or whatever that's happening. Mm-hmm. There's no direct yells or shrills or anything like that right as you're about to do something. It's just sure. a constant like low you know volume rumble yeah. and that's and, fine and golfers are typically closer and i but i think golfers could handle that if it was a constant constant uh murmuring murmuring yep. and volume and not any like yelling right when they're in their backswing that's going to throw anyone off yep. it's so quiet that picture sounds yeah hard. well Annoying you remember that. tiger used to yell oh yeah at all photographers the time. when they had the noisy Mm-hmm. When he was in his backswing, he would stop his backswing. Yep. And he'd and he'd point to someone with their camera and he's like, No, you know, type of thing. Like you need a telephoto lens and you need to be a hundred yards away. <laughs> his famous saying was, You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys poured the third one yet? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> we're waiting. <laughs> we're waiting for you. All right. So the third one in the bunch nope. is uh not, not this that one. one. Yeah, it is. C nine twenty three. That's it. You probably poured the wrong one, didn't you? I could have. I thought we poured the 23 first. No, we did it in the 21. We oh, then I definitely poured us the 21. <laughs> it's Jesus. the one that's open. That's why it's all the way down to the rest of these, and it just got open tonight. <laughs> I don't want to pour it back in. Nice work, Tyler. <laughs> nice work. You can always count on this is why I generally don't have Tyler well, pour I, the bottle. So my original. My original comment still holds ground. We have not poured the next one. My original comment to you to pour for Tyler at the beginning of the episode holds ground. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong there. <laughs> uh, so now that you've had a chance to, uh, now that we're talking golf and you're pouring out this, now that you've had a chance to uh, absorb my comments... Yeah, you're still fucking stupid. Okay, let's let the golfer in the group. Yes, yes, so, he so, agrees. I don't want you to even, because I know how you explain things. I'm sure you explained it poorly. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. So all I said was that I don't think Tiger would be as dominant today as he was when he first came out. And here's my reasoning. Okay. Tiger was winning most of the events back then, right? I mean, a, a large portion of them. The scoring... What the, your face? The, the uh, this is one of the worst takes I've ever. No, heard. it is not. This is a factual, statistic-based take. The scoring uh, average, the winning score average, is the lowest now that it's ever been in the history of golf. The the winning score average, which means it's lower than when he played, and he was doing most of the winning. Back you mean then. differential from first to second? First no, to second. He's no, saying he's saying the score. The actual so score. So 271 versus 268 versus it is the lowest it's ever been, ever in the history of golf. And it's and it's gotten that way in the last 10 years. It's been a dramatic lowering in the last 10 years. Tiger hasn't even been in the even in the picture in the last 10 years. So this is comparing well, hold on, let me finish what I'm saying. So this is comparing to when Tiger was winning by a large margin in a lot of his events. And that counts as the average back then. He, he was a huge part of that average being as low as it was back then. It's lower now. Meaning they're scoring lower than they were even when Tiger was winning. Which means 
just statistically, Tiger would not win as many events as he did back then because the competition is playing better now. And I, my whole point of this was that back in the day, Stuart Scott, all these ESPN golf analysts, everyone who was doing an analysis on ESPN and everywhere else, CBS, all these other channels, were saying they were calling it the Tiger effect. And the Tiger effect was Tiger made it cool to golf. And so kids were golfing at a younger age than they ever have. You were getting uh, black kids golfing who normally as a whole weren't golfing very much at that point. And then they started golfing more and becoming more interested in golf. So, so Tiger was kind of like that uh, uh, breaking of the dam for all types of different ethnicities who weren't usually into golf, maybe because they didn't have access to it, maybe because they just didn't care about golf because everyone thought it was a white man's game, which a lot of, you know, is, is, was primarily true at the time. Mm-hmm. And you could probably still make the argument that it still is, but he got a lot of people interested, kids of all ethnicities. And so the, the memberships at a lot of places and the amount of golfing that was happening because of tiger increased tremendously back then in the late nineties, they called it the tiger effect. And I think we're now seeing what happened because of that now granted obviously if tiger wasn't around back then then the scores probably wouldn't be as low as they are now but my point is is if tiger were he was dominant i still think and i was never ever saying that i don't think he was the best golfer of all time i think he's still the best golfer of all time but i just don't think he would be as dominant today as he was then how many wins does he have isn't 90s or and how many how many uh, grand slam wins does he have like majors? 16 or majors? Sorry. 14. No, it's not quite. Is it 14? 14? I thought. It's like 13, 14, yeah. And what does is, what is, uh, Jack, uh, Jack Nichols, Nicholas have? 17. Yeah, he's, he's got more. So he, he'll never catch Jack Nicholas. No. Yeah. Just because I think he's missed it now. I think, I think he's never going to get back to physically being able to golf like he used to. Mm. And that's fine. I still think he is the best golfer of all time. So, that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, that's fair. Other it's people fair. would say Jack Nicklaus, and I'm fine with that too. I don't have, yeah. I don't care. Some people would even say like you know Arnold Palmer or other whatever. But my argument is that I don't think he would have been as dominant today, and I just think statistically that's almost like a fact, because he was winning the majority of <clears throat> tournaments back then, and so his his low is now lower. Like his lows that he created as the average low score back in the 90s and early 2000s, whenever it was, they're below that now. So if he was scoring like he did then, he'd be losing now. Now, here's my question. Would he have scored even lower if he had better competition back then? Maybe. Did he take the foot off the pedal in certain situations? Who knows? But my point is, is if you just take his numbers from then and their numbers from now, he wouldn't have won nearly as many tournaments. And that's a fact. I think we're leaving a couple of factors and out. That's, that was the point of my discussion. He just comes in and says, that's a shit take. And then he starts yeah. just barraging me with like, oh, that's stupid. No, that's horrible. I, I respect that opinion. And it's very calculated. You know, you give it, you've given it thought. Um, Technology is different. That's today, thing. as opposed to back then. Okay. Um, the teaching the teaching has evolved since then. And too. again, that, I think that goes into the Tiger effect because there was a need for more teachers, more coaches, because there were more people trying to get lessons and more people trying to play. The technology thing, 
what's changed in technology of golf? Honestly, on average, every three years, driver distances are increasing by about five yards. Okay, and uh, thinner faces, bigger. So, CCs. mind you, Tiger's, hold on, hold on. Tiger's longest drive average was in twenty twenty two. Okay. But so Tiger was never really the longest hitter, and yes. I never said that he was. Um, but he was up there. He's up there. And yeah. you, you know where you know where Tiger excelled. It wasn't in his length. It was in his length combined with accuracy. That's where he was tremendous iron striker. Tremendous. Yeah. But iron my point striker. is, is he was hitting from the fairway, mm-hmm. a pitching wedge almost every time. Like, no matter what, if it was a par five, he'd be hitting his second shot in with, with a nine iron. He made a two iron cool again. Yeah, but, but no one else is doing that now. So he would, if he's doing that now, he would still be more successful. Maybe. But they've lengthened some courses because of him. No, not really. Yes, it's, they have. They have the, for sure. The, the Masters, was, the Masters the they lengthened a whole bunch of, of uh, holes. They changed the, the sand trap layouts. They changed uh, tree layouts. I, of, uh, I, for, for him, they, for sure. They specifically tiger-proofed the Masters. Yeah. They called it tiger-proofing it. Yeah. So but, that he just couldn't run away with it every year because he was out-hitting everyone distance-wise with accuracy every time. And well, that's why he was destroying everyone in the he Masters. He came out as a pro and shot 18 under, which was unheard of at the time. Yeah. yeah. Which I think the, the best score up to that point was like nine under. Yeah. It I was, think he was the first person to have double, digit, double digits under par, and he was like 18 under or 19 under. Mm-hmm. In his first, like, that's just insane. He didn't just beat it. He destroyed it. Tig- but, Tiger played differently, too. You know, now you're seeing a whole genre of golfers who hit the driver and hit it as far as they can. It doesn't matter if they're in the rough or in the fairways because wedge wedges have improved. You can spin it out of the rough. Right. Um, golf balls, the urethane cover is different, and you can. I mean, it's just different from now to back then. So it's really hard. You know, it's like saying Tiger compared to Sam Snead and you know the Bobby Jones. And, and I was those making the guys. same argument of um, like uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. Will Chamberlain would not have dominated in today's sport. There's no that's way. So long ago, Tiger. I don't care. My basketball is way different. Yeah, but and they're is. playing against other people. My point is, I wasn't trying to make an apples to apples comparison. I was just saying that that you're you're comparing different eras. I 100 percent agree. Like Jordan to today, that's one of the biggest arguments. That's almost the same timeline. Almost, maybe a ten year difference, maybe, but it's almost the exact same timeline. Mm-hmm. Jordan to today, and everyone still thinks Jordan is the best of all time. And uh, who was I listening to the other day? Who was talking about? Uh, oh, it was actually Delvin Joyce on the Black and Brown podcast. He was talking. To, he had um, uh, the guy from the Steelers, uh, Ryan Clark, mm-hmm. and Ryan Clark was explaining why he thinks that Michael Jordan is the best of all time. And his son, he's actually named his son Jordan um, because he was a Michael Jordan fan. But So he took his son to see um, LeBron James playing. Yeah. And something happened where LeBron James basically did what he normally – and just kind of – didn't, sh- didn't show any heart, didn't show any like grit, didn't show any. And so at the end of the game, 
he's the 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 son of of uh, Ryan Clark was a huge LeBron fan. But at the end of the game, he didn't like LeBron anymore, and he wanted to he wanted to take and throw his jersey in the trash. And Ryan Clark's like, yeah, I never had those moments with Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> he showed up to every game. Like, and here's the thing: like, yeah, even when Jordan was having a bad game. And then someone would get cocky with him. The next thing you know, Jordan had dropped 20 points in the fourth quarter and they'd win by 15. And, yeah. and that guy would be like, oh, shit, I should have uh, just shut up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's how Jordan was just a competitor. So the, the Tiger stuff where you kind of lose me is like, one, it's, it's difficult because he's been injured and had so many surgeries. But... <laughs> But when he was I, in his prime, he wasn't injured at all. Yeah, right. yeah. And I'm not talking about but I'm not comparing he's, his... He's, I am saying that, that I don't think he's ever going to master, win again now for all he, the reasons you said and because yeah, he's been injured. Yeah, but the fact that... I, I agree. I agree with that. I agree. And and I I even... I, I get a little pissed off now on how the fact that... I mean, I, I know that he withdrew because he was sick the other, the other he's day. He's trying. But, but I, I get I get pissed off when he's just like he's probably competitive like he just he is can't but but what, but what he comes out and he says is he's like I wouldn't be playing unless I think I win and then he comes out and he's fucking five over and I'm like just he, he stop. came out okay in his first two days in this he, he wanted was one to, under he wanted to get better for Charlie that's, yeah that's the that's the truth yeah but I'll tell you he looked okay coming out like he wasn't in the on the leaderboard Char- but he was how did he didn't make the tour uh, the tour but. How did he play the other day? Shot 85. Oh, shit. A 15-year-old is tremendous. Yeah. Yeah, like, what's wrong with that? It's 85. He had a 12 on a par 4 and shot 85. That's crazy. So, right there is 8 of his, you yeah. know, 13 over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's, when you're that age, that's what you're People going to have. People are criticizing him. It's too soon. He's too young. He's too this, do that. Oh, the sooner pretty... he's exposed to what that so pressure, the pressure is like, the sooner soon... he'll be able to deal with it. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Just like you start watching horror movies, you know, in your, in your teens, you get to your 20s and 30s, you don't, that's a, I mean, yeah, you might still find the genre, but you're not going to be scared by them anymore. Not really. Maybe a jump scare here and there, but you get used to it, you know? And that's the same mm-hmm. thing with pressure. That's the same thing with anything. Tiger Woods had the most dominant decade run of any oh, golfer ever. And I, again, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying... I still think Jack's the greatest of all time. I do you, do. Okay. And that's, that's a legitimate... I mean, he's, he's got the numbers... And it's he may not, not just, have the not career just because wins, of his but he, majors, but it's, he doesn't have as many career wins as as. But he has more majors, right? But he still he had to play against Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, right? There was know, and there was there a was constant a influx players. and outflux of people. Like he was playing against when he was older, but he won his Masters at what thirty six or something, a, 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 or forty one or something. It was in the forties the last time. So he he, and when's the Masters. last time someone's won a Masters at that age? Tiger just won a few years a few ago. Years ago yeah. But he's, I guess he's my age, right? He's 48 now, right? Yeah, he's 48, 49. Yeah, yeah he, it would have been 44, 45, I think, when he won. But I still think he, he was still younger than Jack when Jack won. I think because they made a big yes. deal about how. Jack was 47 or 48, I th- wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think he was, I think he was and up then there. Phil, it was the maybe yes, sir moment. Phil was 50 when he Nicholson? won. Yes, when he won his. Oh, the US, it wasn't the Masters. US but it wasn't the, the Masters. US Open. Yeah. Yeah. But that was that wasn't his first win, was it? It took him a long time to break He's through. He's got a number of majors too. Oh yeah. Now, but no. it took him forever to break time. through, remember? Yep. Cuz he kept like failing on day 4. Yeah. And like he'd be the leader after 2 days and then he'd like lose it in the last 2 days. Phil's one that's, you know, either 10 under 
in, in competing or he's fucking 15 over. <laughs> what I like is there's no golfer it's you a can say is it's a, a dominant force today. Anybody but, can but win how, any week. Right, and I wonder, again, that was kind of my point, was because Jeff's big argument was, well, no one else is dominating like that now, and I'm like, that's my point. That, I just that's exactly my just point. Speculation is, though of Tiger's ability and today, right, it's really hard. But yes, you're right. And my point is, is I think it, it's almost like cart before the horse type of thing. If Tiger wasn't around in the '90s, I don't think we would see none of these kids. These no. kids. Well, one that are of the here. things that I respect and is when you see these. Tiger didn't do them a lot, but he's doing them like now. Is he's had these like little like uh, sessions with like Scotty Scheffler and some other people and they're fucking blown away by him. I'm, I'm like, sure. No, like, yeah, they all are. They're yeah. like in the shit that he still can do and, and, and did do and whatever. They're not like, dude, what is this old man talking about? Like Scotty Scheffler fucking, was asking them. I don't you, how can you, that. How can you never take a divot? Yeah. You remember that? You yeah. see that? It's famous. I mean, yeah, the whole clip about it. Why don't you ever take a divot on the driving range? Because that's when I'm flushing it. Yeah, he's like, I'm, f- I'm, he's like, I'm just, I'm flushing it. He's like, I don't know, I don't take it. I'm, I'm hitting it, hitting it clean. Um, so, so my my argument is that I feel like there's a lot more competition now, so that there's no one that can dominate because there's more competition, and because I, there's still no Tiger Woods who is just there dominating week in, week out. These guys right now are great for a couple months, and then they disappear. Then great I, for a couple months and disappear. No one has that longevity of consistency that Tiger Woods had. But I think we're seeing these surges of greatness at all these different points by different people yeah. at different times, which is why I think Tiger but, would have struggled to be but, as dominant. But, but, here's, but he would have been that consistent he, one while they're all going yes. up around him is and, what and I was that's, saying. That's, I think he would still continue to win more than anyone else. Maybe. He, and I, because, the thing he has going for him, he was the number one putter on tour. Yeah. yeah. So no, he made so many putts. Yeah, and like all long fucking, putts too to save some yeah. stuff too. And, and nowadays, there, there's really not that great of a putter. Like Scotty Scheffler, fucking, he's the number one player. He's a and he head fucking case. Head case. But most people are head cu- cases because of their putting. Yeah. In golf, that is the thing. Like you'll have a great day, and you just can't make I, a putt. I, I, I don't know. I I personally think that the the talent level on the tour right now is not great. Like, and and maybe it's because there's not a. Like a a Phil. Well, there's a no tiger. there's no consistent. This is the this is the argument, and partially why I, I kind of agree with the you. The revolving door of number one in the right. world. Right, and I but I think that's because there's there's no consistent tiger like player. Mm-hmm. But there is there are a ton of players that have just this. And here's the difference. I think Tiger was embedded with this work ethic from an early age from his dad. Okay. And getting to number one wasn't enough. I think for a lot of people, getting to number one is like, oh, hey, I made it. And then they screw off a little bit, and then they fall down, and they have to work back mm-hmm. to get up again. So I think that's what you see is most of these people doing this. Tiger was there and here. And I yeah. think the difference and what I'm trying to say is Tiger would have still been here, but there would have been some people popping up around him now compared to back then. That's all I'm trying to say. And, I don't, and I'm not saying he wouldn't have been as dominant. I think he would have been just as dominant, but he wouldn't have had as many wins. He would have been. That's a fair statement. So he would have been one, two, three, two, one, three, two. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be. 
he wouldn't have been like one and then down to 15. And then I'm saying he would have been like a top five finisher probably every week for that same stretch. But I think some people would have popped up and won some. What do you That's think? Saying. Are you saying like maybe 20% of his wins maybe take away? Maybe not that many. Okay. But still, he twenty percent's like twenty. Yeah. <laughs> so I, but I but, mean maybe, but maybe that many. I would say no more than that. But still, he'd be around eighty wins, yeah. which is fuck. still ridiculous yeah. and still dominant. I'm not, and that was my point. I wasn't trying to say that he wasn't the best ever. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to say that he wouldn't be dominant. I'm saying that I just think some people would have stolen some wins along the way that he would have had. Yeah. And and I just and a lot of the wins that he had, if you look back on them, were small tournaments too, mm-hmm. you know, that weren't like a lot of competition at the time. Like Mickelson wasn't even there and things like that. Like you know, his big rivals at the time, he won some tournaments where they weren't even playing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that wouldn't still happen today, but but my point is, is some of those wins are just kind of trash wins. I'm not that he didn't deserve to win them, but you know what I'm saying. The effect that Tiger had on the tour, though, nobody ever will again. Oh, I and agree that's with the, that. the people players showed up playing for second place. Yeah, and they were like, well, "Who's who's going to take second? You would even you would even get players on after Saturday saying that. Yeah, they'd be like, "Okay, well, we're just basically trying to figure out who's getting second place." He you put knew the fear, he wasn't going to choke. Yeah, he put fear in everyone. And he, the other thing he he had was that head game. Mm-hmm. When he was when he was actually uh, partnered up with you, the only chance you had on Sunday is if you were close on Saturday, but you weren't in the final two. Yeah, because if you had to play with him. Supposedly, his psychology game of, of playing in the same grouping as you, no one succeeded in that scenario. Mm-hmm. So the only chance you had is if you were in like a different grouping mm-hmm. and and could come up and didn't have to play alongside of him. You know how they have the match play event? And uh, Tiger was paired up with Stephen Ames. And Steve, they asked Stephen Ames, you know, what do you think your odds are this week, you know, this round playing against Tiger Woods? And are you happy that you got paired up to play against him? And he said, of course, the way he's hitting the ball right now, I have a great chance. Tiger went out and beat him 9-8. and eight. <laughs> <laughs> And for those of you listening, means he was up by nine strokes with only eight holes to play. So there was no chance for Ames to Not a chance. Like even if Ames won the last eight holes, it's he was almost still losing a perfect, perfect match. Yeah, you're winning every other hole basically. <laughs> ten and nine, no, ten. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect match. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, nine and eight. Yeah, you yeah. actually won every hole for the except for one for the first two or for the first ten holes. Yeah. He embarrassed. And you and you and you <clears throat> split that hole probably. Was that for was that match play? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what we're talking. It's the only time you would do a nine yeah. and eight. Yeah, that's what that's what scoring. I was. So uh, what do we think of this? Did we actually nose this? No. We, I've just been drinking it. So it's actually got got, it's got really good nose. I remember this uh, being enjoyable. Um, I think this has a lot of cherry to it. It's got some. It's like a cherry vanilla like soda, almost minus the fizzies, and then mm. um, I think the um, that's sweet. It's got some sweetness, but it, it's not like a rye spice. But it's a but there's a little bit of a baking spice type of finish to it that's not overbearing. It still keeps kind of its wheat, uh, you know, uh, tendency to it. Like it's still got some wheatness to it. I like it. This might be my favorite. I if I had to if I had to judge them now, be twenty three, twenty two, then twenty one, in that I'm, order. I'm with it. 
but 21 was a brand new crack. Um, I'd almost be interested to just have another little quick swig of it just to see what I think. Yeah. So I'm going, going to do that. Excuse me. Even though it's yours. You poured. Yeah, I still have some of that too. Yeah, you've got some over there. Because <clears throat> of Tyler. <laughs> little did he know he was preparing us for, for the, the final joust off. Final countdown. All right. This definitely uh, has a, a good nose to it. I think we thought that originally, though, anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely not as um, spicy as the first time I had it. Um, this has mellowed out a little bit. I think it was probably just more of a visceral thing for me. It's got kind of a cola. Yeah, yeah. Cheer. Cola. But it's good. I mean, it, they're all good. First off, they're all good. None of these I dislike. Yeah. Um, you don't want to dislike them. Oh, well, I I don't dislike them. You don't want to. I don't want to either. Yeah. I don't want to dislike any bourbon. This larceny really gives you some WLW vibes. The one, which one? The C923. The 23, yeah. I thought so, too. Um, that which 21's good, Which was, was that you that made the argument? About or no, it was you that made the argument. Did he? Did Minnick think he? Yeah. Was, did he think that the, he was one of these was a WLW, WLW yeah. and so he put it up there. Just my only argument to that was that there were two weeders in the top five, both Heaven Hill, and they were both neither one <laughs> William Weller. So, um, and the other weeder that seller age didn't even crack the top fifty, and that's the one he was like clamoring for for a long time. I thought he had to change his pants after he tried that. Well, but review. but he had been asking makers to come out with an age-stated uh, whiskey for a long time. Mm-hmm. And they finally did. Obligations. And, yeah. But you know what? And he liked it, and it was good. And and I think this holds to what Jason said about uh, Cellar Aged, is that it on its own, it tastes really good. Like, I we enjoyed it when we had it here. And we had it with other makers, Mark, stuff. But what he said is when you do it in a blind, it doesn't hold up. And that showed it for Minnick, too, because Minnick had it in, like, 50s or something, didn't he? It was close to 80. Was it close to 80? I know that uh, Signature 100 yeah, old from Forrester was higher. Yeah. So that's – I always I always just – when anyone asks me a cheap go-to bourbon that is a good taste, and I'm like, well, do you dislike bananas at all? And if they say no, I'm like Old Forester 100. Just go get Old Forester 100. It's like $23, $24. When people I have, doubt that they would pick that out. Yeah, but if you hate bananas, the, the only people that I've known, even if they couldn't pick out banana in the flavor, that didn't like Old Forester 100 were people that don't like bananas. Even if they couldn't pick it out, they, there was something they didn't like about it. That was mm-hmm. the only time. And I, and I would ask them afterwards, I'm like, hey, do you like bananas? No, I can't stand bananas. And then I'm like, oh, that's probably what it is. And they, even though they can't pick it out, they, there's probably some sort of mm-hmm. connection there. When people ask me what they should pick up, I just always just have a hill bottled and bond that seven year because I'm not going to get back flack for it. Yeah, but the only problem good. with that is like 60 bucks, you know? It's expensive, but it's good. So, it like, is. you're right, it is. And it's now on the shelf here in Ohio, mm-hmm. which is nice. It used to it. be allocated. Yep. And so you can actually find it now. Um, now, the other six year, that was like 25 bucks. That was a steal. And everyone really loved that when it was yeah. six years. And some people still claim that the six year is better than the seven year. I don't think so. But it's, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. That's right. All right. What's your final consensus here? You- C923. 
and then 22 or 21? 21, then 22. So I 20. Agree. So you flip flop 22 and 21. Then. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I, I, going back to 21, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I, I like that cola note. Yeah, the 22 and 21 are a lot closer now after I went back to 21. So I, I would almost say 2A and 2B. 2B is not 2B. All right, guys. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed our golf talk episode. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to – this is the first time I had Tyler around since we were having our text thread. And I get so irritated with Tyler because I feel like he doesn't actually read every thre- everything I say because I'll see something he says later on. And I'm like, I just talked about this four comments <laughs> ago. And Jeff did the same thing, and I was getting so irritated. I'm like, you guys are obviously not reading my threads or my whole th- my all of my comments. Now, it doesn't help that I put like two sentences – New comment, two sentences, new comment, two sentences instead of one big long one. But I know if it's one big long one, he won't read any of it. You know what would be fun? Mm. Lapels and a nine-hole golf. I've got lapel mics, two of them, so Tyler wouldn't be able doing, to do it. Doing a it golf, actual ones. golf episode. That's, I, I feel like it I It would just be that. the two of us because I only have two lapel mics. <laughs> well, I said I, 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 I want to buy one. Just the two. I'll ones. send you the link to what Wait, I bought. Didn't we talk about this last did. time? Yeah. Did doing, we? Doing a we podcast? would just take this and we would plug in the lapel mics into here. Like the receivers would go in here, and this runs on batteries. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did play nine holes, be an hour and a half podcast. Yeah, that'd be fine with that. I mean, I don't know how you play nine holes in an hour and a half, but it'd probably be two hours. Little cart golf. I mean, I could edit out some dead space if I had to. I mean, we'd have to turn it off when the cart girl comes around. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want any of that on record. <laughs> no, I mean I would just edit out the dead space, and I could get it down to probably an hour fifteen. We should do that. I, I could. Um, the only problem would be is we'd have to have two receivers because two, two cards, and we would never be close enough to where the one receiver true. receives all of them. That's, That's true. You need another one of these. Wouldn't have to be this specifically, but another thing that can receive. Yeah, you receive. Just on Fridays when my wife's pegging me. <laughs> pegging Fridays? <laughs> yeah. They don't call it pegging Fridays for nothing. Um, you know what, Pegs? I want sex, too. and I, You don't see me dragging you into it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what that means. Al Bundy. <laughs> I know. I, Al Bundy was great. God. Such a good show. And then he goes on to be the patriarch of uh, Modern Family. Yeah. And, oh, my God, he was good in that, too. Completely different character, but still good. You see, Pegs, the pretty women make you buy the beer. The ugly women make you drink the beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there's probably a whole book of things he said. <laughs> All right. On that note, before uh, JD goes off the rails, let's uh, let's wrap this one up. Uh, thanks for joining in. Hopefully, you enjoyed our last three weeks of these larceny barrel-proof episodes. Uh, go back and uh, listen, see kind of what we thought between the A's, the B's, and the C's. And uh, we'll uh, see you next week when we do a little hodgepodge of some things. Thank you for joining us on yet another hunt for great bourbon. Please give us a five-star review anywhere you are listening. But if you can't, leave some constructive criticism in the review so that we can get better at improving our show. Good reviews help us bring better guests on for your listening pleasure, not mine. But until then, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon.